we're stuck in a rut, rut, right? Right. So it takes a company of men to knock a man out of his rut. Right. Yeah, that's a good word. Not the nagging of his wife, not yeah. the whip of the ought twos, the should twos. It's it's the company of men. Welcome to the Kindling Fire. My name is Troy Mangum. This podcast is here to advance the revolution Jesus started, a revolution of the free, the fire starters, the troublemakers, and the zealots. I interview people who I think are awesome, who have heard that revolutionary call and are going after Jesus with their whole heart. If you listen to this show and join our community, I know God is going to speak to you. I believe God wants to change the world through you, through your unique gifts and talents He's given you. This podcast is here to be a voice of encouragement in your life, a voice that says, with God you can, and with God you will. Let's get rolling. The Kindling Fire has a new YouTube channel called The Kindling Fire. Isn't that brilliant? Go to the YouTube channel, subscribe today. There are resources there you can get no other way to help you grow through the power of God's Word. These are scriptures that have transformed my life. I'm offering all of it to you so that you can truly go through courses, intentional courses, to get you transformed and moving in a powerful direction for God. Go to our YouTube channel and subscribe. So today on The Kindling Fire, I have my dear friend Brad Thompson on the show. Thanks for coming on, Brad. Dude, glad to be here. Appreciate the invite. So we are, uh, we are actually where the Banner Brothers meet is at a uh, coffee shop by day, bar by night, uh, place called The Mill. And we're actually, I wanted to do this show actually where we, where there's an upstairs place where we, we get together and have been for years now. Um, and seeing God move, and I wanted to have this conversation up here. So if you hear noise, that's what's going on. Um, but it's it's there's a there's a reason. There's a holy place. It is. It really is. The, the table. <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, so Brad and I, um, it, for those that don't know anything about the band, the brothers, there was a sh- episode we did uh, well about a year and a half ago called Band of Brothers Part One and Part Two, um, and and there you can learn and meet all the the guys that we've been running with for now two and a half years. And um, and so, but I've asked Brad to come on just because of some recent events that we'll get into in the show, uh, because I think he has such a great perspective on what God has done, and uh, so that's that's why we're here. So that was it. That's the intro. <laughs> Good. <laughs> How did I do? Did I get? Go. Okay. Awesome. Okay. Okay. <laughs> You're on. You know, so. <laughs> But one of the things that uh, I've asked you to do, you, you wrote up a really, really uh, insightful um, post. It was a Facebook post, I think. Yep. Um, and uh, it, I think it was the five things that I've learned from running with the Band of Brothers or yeah, something like it that. Was, that was it. All right, good. Yeah, and so, so I think that's where I, let's just get into that and we'll just, we can go into all kinds of stuff after, in the cool. middle of all of that. So. Okay. So. There, obviously, we've learned a whole bunch, more than five things. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but I think guy, so guys true. like checklists or, you know, hey, here's these five things or yeah. there's four hacks or whatever, yeah. blah, blah, blah. But, yeah, so really, the first thing you learn 
is when you get in with a group of guys, it's like, hey, these guys are just like me. You know, we think you look at one guy and you say, man, you look at Troy. Hey, Troy's got it all together, man. Yeah. <laughs> God knows. <laughs> and, uh, but when we get together around the table, start sharing, start being a little vulnerable, where there's a... Uh, we kind of have our code of, you know, trust. What's, what, yeah, what talks, sure. what's talked about here stays here. So I think the trust helps. But once guys start being transparent and seeing, hey, you're really wrestling with the same thing I'm wrestling with. Right. It's like you're wrestling with the things at work, you know, the things at home, things with your spouse, things with your kids, you know, and as kids grow up. And I think part of being in the I guess the American church I don't know yeah. maybe church culture it's Western like church, yeah. Western church that there's a this is what a Christian man looks like yeah. okay or this is what a Christian leader looks like maybe he's like kind of well at least back when I joined this <laughs> journey yeah, sure. yeah. you know the 70s it's like he's kind of preppy yeah, sure. Drives a foreign car, maybe. <laughs> Does a couple books. Maybe a jet, I don't know. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> but <laughs> me, you know, I was definitely not preppy. I was actually a paratrooper. Yeah. Drove a pickup truck. Yeah. And it's like my vocabulary was probably terrible. Yeah. And not, my, not only my vocabulary, but my language. So do you think... So the guy, you know, Jesus, Jesus's invitation. Yeah. It's not about, hey, come, you know, be a, be a nice guy and follow all the rules and follow me, right? Right. It's like Peter, the, guy, the guys were fishermen, right? Yeah. So they probably had some bad language. Yeah. It's right? funny how much we've sanitized the view of the disciples. They really have been sanitized. Like, they're, um, I mean, I love Paul. Because he said, you know, I wish the Jews would go all the way yeah. and just cut everything exactly. off. <laughs> you know, that kind of that that kind of language speaks to men because it's like he's being sarcastic, he's being overstating, but he's making a point. Yeah. But it's offensive, and it's sort of like and. But th so much of this stuff with, with following Jesus has been, it's just been sanitized. And, and I'm telling you, and I've said this in other shows, is that men are like, no, no thanks. Like, I've got enough domestication in my life. I don't need another another round here. Yeah. You know, and well, so they don't they don't go, or they're not engaged, or they're not attracted to it. It's like, or I don't drink, smoke, or chew, and you sure, you know, I don't yeah, look right. like you, you know what I mean? Yeah, sure, yeah. But, so do you think, do you think any of the, so, the fishermen. Yeah, yeah. So, sailors are known for, you know, their language, right? Yeah, sure. So, do you think anybody cussed in front of Jesus? I mean, that's a great question. <laughs> they had to have. They had to have. So, it's not about language. But yeah. it's like, it's about where we are. It's like, if you share in your heart yeah. for the first time, like, this is where I got hurt in life, and it sucked. Yeah. Now make sure it's PG. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's that's a good. So point. it's like if if when we come to the to the table huh. with our with a band of brothers, hmm. it's like 
are we free to be us? You know, this is who I am. Yeah. This is who I was. You know, I want to be, I want to change and I want to be better, but it's like, this is where I am. And I think Jesus met people where they were. Yeah, the thing that, I think this is top of mind. It's not a discussion you and I have had because there will be some cursing in our in our Bible study, in our band of brothers. There just is. I don't particularly curse a lot. Or I condone do. it. Or, or whatever. Or not, but, yeah, yeah. but I think it's top of mind because we just had a huge testimony night. Yes. And there were some very raw, honest conversations. My 15-year-old was there. I brought him with me. And there was a lot of cursing, actually. And, and for me, it's sort of like... I'm just like, isn't this awesome to see God transforming people's hearts and them just being able to express themselves? But I remember as a Christian being told to give my testimony when I was a young Christian. And I said, well, it has cursing in it. They're like, oh, you can't do that. I remember being told you can't do that. And it's like it's like we that scripture that Jesus says we strain a gnat and swallow yeah, a camel. The plank. It's like so much religion around men is that straining the gnat. My son calls it plank wars. Plank wars? I don't know what that means. Uh, the plank in your own eye. Oh, the plank wars. So we wars. have a war with oh, our that. planks. Oh, yeah, that's funny. Plank <laughs> wars. Yeah, that's hilarious. But and, and again, we're not necessarily sitting here saying, yeah, if you you know drink whiskey, smoke cigars, and read the Bible, then you're a real man's man. That's not, that's not even the point. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, anyway, back to your, your first one. What was your first sort of thing out that's of your it. five? That, that uh, men have issues. Yeah. All men have issues. And Jesus invites us to come to the table of fellowship just like we are, man. Yeah. We don't have to clean up before we start entering into relationships with guys. Yeah, and I think the men need a, a men need a place to be who they are, like they are, where they are, to get to where they need to go. And yeah. So, like some of the testimonies we heard. So, if that doesn't come out of a man, that rage, that anger, that hurt, that wound, if it doesn't come out that way, it's going to come out another way. Yeah, that's. And you're not going to like the other way, right? Yeah, that's such a good. So, if a guy has to be cleaned up before he can come to Jesus, it's like I don't think that was the invitation. It's like yeah. he said, "Come follow me." He didn't say, "Hey, clean up your act, put on like the white robe and the sandals, and follow me." He didn't. You know, just like. Yeah, and I think the thing that, that I've seen with the Band of Brothers with you and I is that we've created an environment that's like, look, we're not we're not arrived guys. Mm-mm. Here's what's going on. Here's where my struggle is. And I'm not afraid to let you in on what's going on. And it actually gives permission in the environment. Not that everybody, look, I am, if you've listened to this show, you know that I'm not all about, hey, let's all have issues and talk about them all the time. Yeah. That is a, that is a um, road stop on a destination that looks like you being, killing it and loving God and being on fire for Jesus and, and doing amazing things around the world. That's just a pit stop. But we create environments like here's what's going on. And it gave permission to guys to say, well, dang, I mean, if you shared that, then maybe I could share this little bit. And then they kind of test the waters to see if it's genuine, right? Am yeah. I, I going to hear this through my wife in a week yep. through the church? Exactly. You know, and all the other things that goes on when guys actually be honest. And vulnerable, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so that's a good, good but one. It's like, and it's like when, you, when we share that thing. Yeah. It, it, there, there is with confession. There's with confession. There's healing. Really, confession. Yeah. Jesus can heal if it's not confessed. Yeah, uh, healing can begin. But then also, it's like 
So I've been a Christian a long, long time, 40 years, right? <laughs> yeah. It's like... If we try to, we can't deal, we can't fix ourselves. It's like alone. It's like once we've stated it, it's like our band of brothers is there to pray pray us through, to mm-hmm. help us, to support us, to be with us. And it's like, I think that's the other angle on it is like, I'm not alone, right? Yeah, I'm, and some, I'm with someone, I'm, I'm, I've got a place at the table. Yeah, and, and we have all seen and give testimony to, and now with multiple groups giving testimony to, an acceleration of overcoming and growth in community that took a long slog wandering around by yourself and not making a whole lot of progress with your books and your podcast and your Bible studies and your, okay, I'll try to apply that point in the sermon approach to growing. It didn't, it's not as effective. You'll get there eventually, but, but God wants to accelerate that if you'll actually take the risk and have the kahunas to actually walk in a community with guys. Yeah. The other thing we saw or that we heard um, testified on Friday night yeah. was the don't all look the same. We're not the same. Uh, not even close. It's like all of us are that different. That was interesting. Um, and it's like, that was the opposite of my experience in church. I felt like I had to be the same as all the other guys. Yeah. I had, yeah. To, I had to have a, a, I had to wear a suit or a, I had to have a sweater. I didn't even own a sweater. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Whatever the pull, you know, it's like, Sweaty you have to look like this, you know, yeah. have this car, you had to, you know, have these yeah. books or have to have this language. It's like, dude, I'm, I'm a soldier, you know, I'm a, I'm a soldier, but Basically, when Jesus met me, yeah, I'm probably one of the soldiers, you know, yeah, that mocked Jesus. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's a that's a really good point, and that's that came out in our last episode when we got set everybody down together. Steve's one of our guys yeah, says exactly. it so well. He says if you would have put all of our Facebook profiles together, it would have been like there's no way this is going to work. And it was God that made it all work. So, so what's the second point? Yeah. So the other one, is, the second one was pretty much, um, you don't have to be the man, hmm. or you don't have to pretend to have it all together. All right. You don't hmm. have to work. It's like sometimes I think either church or I think church sometimes can be the biggest masquerade party of the whole planet on Sunday morning. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's the biggest masquerade party. It's like. You don't have to be the man. You don't pretend to have to have it all together. It's like we can be real with each other. And, mm. and um, I don't have to carry the weight of my family. It's like mm. you, you remember when I first we first started getting together, you know, the weight that I was carrying personally, just yeah. in my family. Uh, I think a man carries a different weight, you know, in the family. Weight you know, does, yeah. You know, to the things we carry are all are different than what our wives carry, and it's a, it can be a heavy burden. If and, and Jesus talks specifically about that burden, and you kind of gave me some encouragement about that. Oh burden. yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah. So it's like you know, don't carry that. Give that to Jesus. You know, Jesus wants to carry that, mm-hmm. and it's there. That's where the freedom is. It's like, oh gosh. I can breathe, you know. It's like I don't have to carry that and be, be live in fear of not carrying it, not keeping it up. So, so there was a great show. The guy that was the Wire for Men founder, uh, he and I had a great discussion about worry is masculinity. Most men will be like, if I'm not worried about what's going to happen tomorrow or next week or next month or this, that, or the other, then I'm not a real man. I'm not responsible. Like uh, I need to be worried about a hell of a lot of stuff. Gotcha. And and he was like, I equated that to masculinity. All that worry, all that stress, all that anxiety. But the, 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 the role that God gives us is children that he'll take care of. 
and he knows what we need and he'll provide it. And there's such a lightness and an almost irreverence kind of like, God's got it. I don't. I don't have to muscle this yeah. life. Muscle, force it through. Yeah. You know, and and most guys don't even believe that exists. And I'm telling it to testify, and you can testify as well. God's got it. He does. And He showed us. Absolutely. Put me as a missionary coming back <clears throat> off. You as moving into new roles and new incomes. And I mean, God's got it. Definitely. It's like, so like if I've got if I if I've got my my fake you know this is my fake persona you know yeah, you yeah. have your fake persona it's like. These two fake people can't have a a real relationship. You know what yeah, I mean? Right. It's like so we both have to kind of like be transparent. Now that now the real me can have a relationship with the real you. you yeah, know? right. And yeah, that's yeah. where I think that's where the the just like the some of the specialness that we've got in our relationships with our guys. It's like we're real. You know, it's, this is who I am. Yeah. This is me. This is a real me. And I think that the reason I have you on is not to, for us to promote or to to you know bang the drum about how awesome we are and how awesome what God has done is with us is because I believe that awesomeness is available to every man on the planet. And are you, as a listener, one of those men that says, I'll raise my hand, I'll volunteer, I will find one man. Mm -hmm. And we'll go through Wad at Heart or we'll go through Waking the Dead, but we'll we'll, we'll go after it and, and really, and you will find that God has an abundance of friends for you on the other side of that equation. Absolutely. So. Yeah, if you don't if you don't have that group, if there's not a group where you can be vulnerable, where you have that area where you, it's you know that circle of trust, so yeah, to sure. speak, then create it. Yeah, amen. What's your third one? So third one is um, that um, it, it's really similar to the to the next one, just the temptation that I have to carry it all myself. Um, figure things out um, on my own. Yeah. They're kind of run together, those two, but there is a temptation where we feel like we have to carry it all ourselves and carry that burden. Um, the, the next one is that where we find our validation. So like fourth one is like fourth uh, characteristic is a man will take it. Where 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 do I get my validation? Like yeah. we'll look to the you know the, the daughters of Eve to validate us. Yeah, sure. Where the only way that a man can find validation is in the company of other men. Yeah, so or we we'll look to our accomplishments and yep. our work. Yep. Or all there's so many things that yes. are false. Yes, and because if those things go away, then so does our validation. Mm. So. The only place, that company of men, it's like if, if we're stuck in a rut, rut, right? Right. So it takes a company of men to knock a man out of his rut, right? Yeah, that's a good word. Not the nagging of his wife, not yeah. the whip of the ought to's, the should to's, you know, woulda, coulda, shoulda's. It's like, it's it's the company of men. But, 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 but tell me the quality of that company of men, because there's a lot of men that want to grow, that want to create accountability groups yeah. that are sort of these hyper-confrontational, you know, man-up-and-take-it kind of in, environments. I don't think that's what you're talking about. Are you? Mm. Okay, what are you talking about when you, when you said in that company of men, you know, looking for where you get your validation, like, what is the context of what these of these men are actually doing to somebody to, yeah. to kind of redirect? It provokes you or yeah, yeah. knocks you out of your right. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, it's not the accountability. Uh, it's <clears throat> as we draw close and begin to see each other's 
lives and sharing our lives and like, hey, this is, we start to get unstuck. Mm. It's like as we begin to deal with our hurts and our wounds, yeah. like we, and we begin to see the light of hope. Hey, basically, I, I can change. And then we start to dream again. Yeah. That's the thing that challenges is there's a man's going to be challenged by the fire and the passion in another man. It's like when Oki, when Oki came up to the table and slapped that that vision that he had. So Oki and his wife yeah. were not able to have children, so they adopted. Okay. So after he, they adopted <clears throat> their first child, they wanted to adopt another one. So they needed to make more room for more. You know, basically, more kids. The pitter patter of you know running through the house. Yeah. Pitter patter of feet running through the house is basically how he explains it. So, in order to do that, he starts to dream. And as we know, Oki's a big dreamer, right? Mm -hmm. So Oki comes up here and slaps this uh, blueprints on the table. The blueprints of the property that he's going to sell his house and he's going to buy this property to put a big house on so he can adopt a lot of kids. And it's like, I think we probably looked at each other like, man, this dude's crazy. I know, I was thinking it. <laughs> Dude, you're crazy, man. He says, I'll, I'll go with you, but I think you're crazy. <clears throat> you've, got, you've got your house, you got your 401k, you know, your mortgage, you're paying that down. You know, your life is good, man. What are you doing? Why are you going to sell your house yeah. so that you can buy this piece of property? On a promise. Exactly. On a, on a hope. On a, on a hope and a prayer, man. You know yeah. what I mean? And he he went through immense trial and, and, and you know, tenacity to get through. Yeah, he had to yeah. fight for it. But watching him go for it, that's what challenged me to go for it. So it's mm -hmm. like, that's what knocked me out of my rut. Is like, and just so you know, he did get the property, oh, he did get did. the house. He is in the process of getting, uh, adopting another. And we were uh, front, front and center oh, yeah. in that God story, championing him, uh, praying for him. Him, and each one of us have had similar stories in this band of brothers. And, Absolutely. And, and when I say band of brothers, I mean, we, we, we're talking about this group of nine men, but now it's up to like 60 or so, um, with each of them having their own platoons, their own groups. Um, we're not amassing this huge meeting where we, they all listen to us pontificate about whatever. Each one of them are having their own front row seats to what God is doing in each individual's exactly. lives. So, yeah. They, don't have their own, that. They, don't have their, they all have their own table to meet around. That's and each right. man has a place at that table where he belongs. Yeah. He shares his heart. He shares his story. And they walk down the road together yeah. in discipleship. Like yeah. the way, I think, the way Jesus probably walked with his guys, yeah. right? Yeah. And David walked with his guys. But yeah, so seeing Oki go for it. Yeah, he totally challenged you. It did. That's it. That's what lit my fire. It provoked you. It provoked me. So that's me. what you're talking Okay, that's so when you, say, when you say getting people out of their ruts, it's like... You, ins you will, God-inspired movement in another man's life will inspire another. That's honestly, That's I think, about. how this has happened. That's what I'm talking about. Is that this is, God was doing so much amazing stuff in our little platoon that guys are like, what's up with that? Yes. What's up with that? What's And God's even gave testimony to that. They were like, I saw you guys That's exactly right. at the they mill, and it created this provoked and jealousy in me. I'm like, I want that. It was, exactly. 
It's like the change in our lives. The yeah. Oki being like yeah. quiet, not you know. Yeah. The change in his life is what's that's what's the dinner bell. That's what's the that's what's the flame. And men get drawn to that like a moth. You know what I'm saying? When they see that change, that's attractive. It's not it's not the ten steps of this or the yeah. you know the the life hacks of that. It's like seeing that man, seeing that the promises of God are just as valid to Oki, that those promises are just as valid to me. Like if, if God's going to be true to his promises to Oki, he's going to be true to his promises to Brad. So and and like, I'll, let me give a scripture and then I tell you what, yeah. I want to hear what yeah. you did. Let them hear. But what what the scripture is, is that you will know a tree by its fruit. And I think the thing that I love about what God has done and what God will done through, through you guys who are listening is that he wants to produce amazing fruit so that other men see, oh, that's not fake. Because right. most of what you see is like, oh, well, great, you got a platform to tell everybody, talk to everybody for an hour or two or whatever. It's like nobody wants that, but they want real fruit. Yeah. They want the Bible to be true, and they want to actually see real life. Yeah. You know. And so what what happened to you? Because you did get unstuck. What what you oh, do? Oh, okay, yeah. So Oki did provoke me. So... <laughs> Yeah, so what happened to me? So, in the beginning, no, we won't go back to the beginning, but um, so when I left my dad's house, hmm. we can start there. So, my dad was an orthodontist, he was a professional, he was, you know, Ohio State grad, he was probably a prep. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> successful preppy dad. He was probably looking for a prep son. Right. Right? Expectations. So I did not live up to my father's expectations. Hmm. All right? And I felt that. I knew that. And there were consequences <laughs> so that I knew that I didn't meet expectations. So I always had this fear that I took out of my father's home of not meeting expectation, for being afraid of authority, mm. and just this not meeting whatever the expectation is and being afraid of it. And even in your salvation experience, that storyline was very similar. Yeah. Not with God, maybe, but maybe with God, but, but like in work settings or people of authority oh, yeah. or whatever, oh, yeah. right? Absolutely, absolutely. So there was a fear in me. So... And so I would make decisions in my life based on what's the least risk, what's the least risky decision to go here, all right? Mm. So whatever that was, it's like that's what I would do. I wouldn't I wouldn't take a risk. Now, oh, heck, yeah, I rode a motorcycle, I rock climbed, I jumped out of airplanes, you know. But as far as me taking a risk, like legitimate, like should I change jobs? Yeah, and put everything at risk. Put it all on the line. And you've got how many kids? Four kids. Yeah, yeah. so, yeah. So I got so four it's kids not, to so feed. It's not I got like mortgage. We're not just, yeah, we're not you know. just talking about. Yeah, exactly. So it's like I'm just like I'm just like any other guy. All right, I've got right. that weight that I'm carrying. Yeah. So, but I see Oki go for it. I'm saying, man, my job. I'm in sales. We've got a new VP of sales, and it's like it wasn't looking good on you know for me. So, and, and you had been at it for 14 years there. Absolutely, my yeah. job. Yeah. So 14 years. I was actually getting paid okay. You know, getting paid pretty good. Yeah. Um, I could have wrote it out. You know, I'm like on the. 
yeah, anyway, I'm over 50, you know. So it's like, <laughs> could have wrote it out. Exactly, I could have wrote it out. But it's like, guys like, you know, guys my age don't just quit their job and go start something else. You know, not if you're living by your what, common risk, sense. Risk adverse. Or risk adverse or common sense would say, hey, just write it out, man. You got a good, you got a yeah. good ride. It, you know, there's things that suck, but, you know. But, and if I could just add, the Band of Brothers in this moment are not the voices in his life saying, oh, just write it out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they that's, we where the provoking go. that's where the provoking came from. It's like, and, but then... You're was, like, put I, those promises of God to the test. Yeah. <laughs> but then it's like, I think it's like when I took the step, it's like some of the guys might have been thinking like I was thinking I... They might have thought of my decision like I thought of Oki's decision. Yeah. I could see it on their face when I said I wasn't I'm quitting one of my them. job. Huh? <laughs> I wasn't one of you them. I, okay. I was I provoking. Know. Yeah. <laughs> I know that some of the guys were looking at me like, dude, you're you're an older guy, you're quitting your job yeah, yeah. to go on this new adventure. Yeah. Heck yes. <laughs> <laughs> if, if God's faithful to Oki, he's gonna be faithful to Brad. <laughs> and he was. And so it's yeah, like, so what I'm happened? Having, I'm having more fun yeah. at my job now. I love my job more than um, you know, and yeah. I'm making more money than I was ever making before. So it's like God yeah. knew, man. Yeah, and and so and just as an encouragement to you guys is that um, God doesn't want you to just have a little kumbaya thing going on there, where you get together and share your hurts and you trust each other. God has far bigger plans. And, and this the whole thing is a testimony of far bigger plans. Brad and I decided when we started, we're going to show up. We're going we're gonna to be there for each other. And if other people come, great. Well, God's plans were, no, I want to release, you know, 60-plus men in your region, if not even more. Multiply the, what you and got. Multiply, and, and, and I want this to just keep on going. That was God's plans. Absolutely. That was not our objective. We had no clue. And yeah. that was not what God, would, you know, that's not what we had. So. We were just drinking a cup of coffee like we are right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like all right so what's number five all right so number five is uh, that basically women want to be picked by us first men love your wives like Christ love the church so basically pick her first okay it's like I'm gonna tell another story about one of our guys so like and this could have been any of us yeah right but Richie you remember the night he told us that he and his wife were having this special they were gonna have a whole special day they were gonna go shopping and then we're going to go to lunch and just kind of hang out all day? Yeah. All right. So they go to lunch, and they're getting ready to go to the, the um, restaurant, and he picked macaroni. He picked macaroni grill. Right. And that, But Crystal... It's like Crystal has to know. Is like, is this, oh, dude, it's only a, Richie, it's only a three-star restaurant. And Richie's going, oh, okay, well... I don't care. You pick the restaurant. And it's like when he said, I don't care, she heard him say, oh, you don't care about us or me, right? Right, right. And it's like any of us could have said that. But it's like he wasn't saying that. But it's important for us to know our wives enough to, you know, to, to plan out and, and, and know that, hey, she needs at least a four-star restaurant. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? To be yeah, happy. Yeah, yeah. But also in picking her first is like in decisions that we make and just knowing our wives and making sure and I think 
speaking their love language is mm -hmm. another way to make sure we pick them first, make sure they're, that we do our the best we can mm -hmm. to make sure the love, you know, the, their love tank is full so that their soul is full. And part of the way we do that is speaking their love language. Mm -hmm. And I think God puts opposite love languages together, right? Because mm -hmm. my wife's love language is completely different than mine, right? Right. And it is, I have to be very intentional to speak her love language. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's like my first choice of things that I want to do this weekend is not mow the yard, right? Right. <laughs> to work on this. So, but to fill my wife's love tank, it's like mm -hmm. that's what I do. Now, when you say in the Banner Brothers, this is like one takeaway you came away with. Yes. How did, how did the Banner Brothers bring that to your, like how did that come about? So, just through being around other men that were more intentional or? Yeah, so just like when I saw that Richie fall into that, Trap. Yeah. It's like I, I fall into that trap all the time. It's like we just need to be more intentional about our relationships with our wives. Yeah. yeah. Because if we pick them first yeah. and if we make sure we do, you know, obviously they still have, but we're if we're leading, yeah. part of our role is to make sure we do what we can to yeah. fill up their emotional love tank. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. And I, and I want to add uh, something that um, these guys groups are not cigars in a bitch fest. No. Right? no. In fact, if there is anybody that's, that starts to get even edgy around, oh, my wife, this or my wife, yeah. I mean, it is there quickly redirected and saying, God, look, you honor, you honor your wife. Oh, absolutely. Now, now where is that? And then, and ultimately we go right to, where is that? Is that a wound in your heart? Where is that coming from? Yeah. Why are you, why are you looking at it yeah. that way? And we just get right into that. And that's probably <laughs> why our wives were kind of suspect in the beginning. Cause oh, yeah. Thought, oh, we're just, so this is the band of brothers to pick everything wrong. What's wrong with everybody's wives? And in that's fact, absolutely and, not. And, and I will say that to a T, I think almost every wife expressed concern yeah. early on. Right. With this whole thing, like, yeah. okay, it, they would they would either poke fun, yeah, or because we have a text thread and we, we oh yeah, we text and all so the they'd be like, oh, you guys text like little girls, yep, exactly. or they would say, you know, look, I don't like, I wouldn't say, well, I don't want to point out anybody, but anyway, they would be, <laughs> yeah, don't they, do that. yeah that's, that'd be stupid, <laughs> but but there would be even people like, well, I don't know that I you know trust them or whatever, but what's so funny is that two and a half years later, and even really more six months in, every one of them were like, no, you need to go. Exactly. Like every single wife was like, why, the guys would be like, oh, I don't feel like it or shouldn't I, st should I stay here with you? Do you, you've had a hard day. And they're like, no, go. you go to the band. <laughs> yeah. Or they'll say something like that. Would you, would you talk to your band of brothers like that? <laughs> it's like, you go share that with your band of brothers. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so that, that is a, yeah, that was pretty awesome. So, so we came up with, so another area I want to cover. Uh, oh, um, okay. Oh, go ahead. Other, no, on that same line. Okay. Go ahead. Is like, don't be, don't come there looking for sympathy either. No, no. Do you remember what, you know what, remember, you know what Steve talks, when he says, talks about coming here to look you, for sympathy? No. All right. What so if say? you want to find sympathy, you're not going to find it here. Go look in the dictionary. Oh. It's in the dictionary <laughs> between shit and syphilis. All right. So don't come here looking for sympathy. Go look in the dictionary. He's our Green Beret friend. Exactly. And, and, uh, and the other thing he says is, I want to invite you. Uh, to get your head out of your fourth point of contact. 
Yeah, we still have to write that book, right? Of all oh my gosh, there's so many Stevens. Yes. All right. If you want to know him more, just yes. just go to the Band of Brothers episode. You'll you'll yeah, get to you'll hear get some of. Them. All right. So we had some ground rules that after I don't know, probably eight months, nine months, and we started to see God's heart. And what was so beautiful was that God was laying on each of our hearts. More men need this. Yes. More men need the, this. More yeah, men. And, and, and it just yeah. started to really burn in each of the guys that I I have a part of extending this. And um, and then we started to think about well how could how could we help them and then we came up with some like a code or a ground rules and uh, what what are those Yeah, so really and the point of the ground rules are to create an environment of trust. Okay, mm-hmm. that's really it. It's not like so we can be like everybody else and have our rules, right? Yeah, real. I know. But it is it, the intention is to build an environment of trust. Yeah. Really, the first one is like what happens here, what gets talked about here stays here. Like, yeah. And we heard some things, even Friday night. I mean, you hear yeah. things like adultery, you know, all kind of things. And it's like... Alcoholism exactly. that people don't know about. Exactly. And yeah. it's like drug abuse, pornography. It's like whatever. It's yeah. like... And if there's not an envir- a safe environment for men to trust, he's not going to come out with that. Mm. And he's not going to get free from it. But confession brings freedom and no longer have to walk alone with it, but we have our brothers that can help pray us through, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, what happens here stays here. Um, number two, so really, it's, it's pretty much this, almost the same. It's like, so you don't speak, don't gossip or speak to another person who might pick up an offense from something that you might have heard, right? Yeah. So just um, no gossiping. Um, and number three, it's like we got in a lot of trouble one time over texting. You know, it's like if you got something to say to someone, a text oh, is a yeah, really, like we really, got, really bad way to do it, right? Yeah, so we, we've we been around enough to get into arguments and misunderstandings, oh, yes, absolutely. which is fantastic uh-huh. because yeah. we we are all still friends and we're all still running with each other. And if your group doesn't have some sort of conflict, then you probably aren't close enough because you will. Yeah. But if you survive it, you will grow deeper. Or your group's not. Um, diverse. If you all look the same, if you all yeah, look true. like you, then you yeah, need to get true. some new friends. And we, and we have age diversity. We have all kinds of Absolutely. You know, so. But and, and the other thing, it's like, uh, we call it ping, right? Do you want to explain yeah. what a ping is? Because you don't do that in a, in a text. You do that face-to-face where everybody can hear it, right? Yeah, so we've had times when, when things have come up and, and in a group setting, and we basically say, look, explain and we a ping is basically when you 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 get to know somebody so well they maybe are acting out of their woundedness or they're posing yep, or exactly. but it's not or they're being defensive but yep. it's like look in a loving way you're like I call it out like exactly. that's that's BS yes and that's not who God has made you to be right. and I believe in you and yes. you are able to speak you're able to confront people because they know, oh, you're not just trying to knock me down. You're actually trying to get me up to where God's called me to be. Yep. Is that, exactly. Yeah. So we call that a ping or a poke, right? You don't yep. poke a man in a text because a whole lot. You do that around your brothers so that your other brothers can either agree, yeah, yeah. agree, hey, yeah, yeah, it's true, or, you know, or 
Right. So, yeah. so that's one of the ground rules. Uh, number four is that we pursue a man's basically his future or his glory as opposed to his sin. It's like, don't you know? And it, it's it's it, it's a, it's just a different look at a guy. You look at the guy's hope in his future, not where he's stuck. Um, so it's a matter of perspective. That's huge, by the way, and that gains trust when you when everyone at the table knows you are for them yes. and not against them. Yes. Um, and it's a God view of being for you. And we've, God has given us biblical, like names for each other. Yes. God has given us words of wisdom for each other. God has given us visions for each other, what God is calling them to. And so we are all championing that. And yes, do they, is there sin in the way? Yeah, sure. But, but it's sort of like, don't act like that, man. That's not who you really are. Yeah. Whereas a lot of groups, and especially accountability groups, and I will get on the soapbox, it's like, no, you really are a wicked evil evil person who right. loves sin, so I'm here to make sure that it's Rub like your nose the, whole, yeah. the whole philosophy of it is, that's who I am at my core, therefore please hold me accountable. And it's like, guys, that's just death, and yeah. it will never work. It's like saying, I am alcoholic. Uh, yeah, that's a whole... Uh, but, but I do want to say... I'm redeemed alcoholic. Yes. <laughs> a form our, of alcoholic. Our, our meetings are more like an Alcoholics Anonymous meeting, I think. Yeah, and probably. Bible than a Bible study, so it's like, what, what is this? Yeah. Of course we do. Of yeah, the word, do. Is there. the word is Absolute, there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, so like, don't mis don't misunderstand it. So uh, the other one is uh, nobody's. Um, Nobody's, uh, well, we call it glory, and I guess you could explain that, but nobody's glory should be covered up. Um, but everyone needs to share equally. It's like everybody needs to have a place at that table, and we've got quieter guys, and we've got, mm -hmm. so, so basically check yourself, get to the point, and let other, everybody share in this conversation, right? Don't be a, don't be a conversation hog. Yeah, yeah, amen. And some of the quieter guys are the more observant and wiser. Yes. And if you don't shut up, yes. you get no benefit, and don't give them time to be able to articulate what God has given them. Nobody gains benefit. And we we have a guy, we call him S5 because yep. he's, that's his nickname and yep. it's based on his glory. But he always brings such wisdom and biblical counsel. But you, he will not bring it if if all the talkers are talking. And, and I will get on this soapbox again because I guess I am a talker. But guys, <laughs> a Bible study where one person who knows a bunch of Bible comes and talks about a bunch of stuff for 40 to 50 minutes minutes, that is absolutely not what this is. Yeah. And if you if you think you're going to start a band of brothers in great community because you know a bunch of Bible and you want an audience so that they can hear all the Bible you know, you just, yeah. I'm sorry, it ain't going to, it ain't, there's the fruit of it's not, you're not going to see fruit. You're going to sound like period. Charlie Brown's mom. Yeah, wah, 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 wah. yeah exactly. And we'll, that, and we'll shut that down because oh, that's will. a pose as well. It is. It's absolute Bible knowledge is a pose and we'll be like, what about you? What's going on in your heart? Don't, so, don't just give me a bunch of stuff. So you're talking about S5. You're talking about yeah. David. Yeah. So here's the deal. So just like the fellowship of the ring, mm. your band of brothers is going to be, if, if it's a good, if it's a true band of brothers, it's going to be just like diverse. you said, it is going to be so diverse. And they're going to have different strengths. They are going to have different strengths. Mm -hmm. They're going to, and, and if you don't make room at the table for those people, number mm -hmm. one, by not having this, you have to look like us, you have to talk like us in order to be with us. Yeah. Um, there, it has to be open for them to be at the table. And mm -hmm. then once they are there, you have to make room in the conversation for those people because that is where the wisdom comes from. And that that's what makes our 
platoon is so rich. It yeah, and, and God speaks through each man in their in their in their contribution. So, all right, awesome. Yeah. What's the next one? So the next one, number six, is honor everyone's time. So basically, we're pretty we're pretty. If we're religious about anything, we're pretty religious about this. At 7 o'clock we start, 9 o'clock we end, and we start praying. We basically pray outside in our town, right on yeah. the main street. Yeah. But we're pretty, that's it. It's like honor every man's time. Some of our guys like work for themselves and have to yeah, get up early. And, so. and they've got kids. And yep. you know, yeah, just that's, that's good. Yeah. That's good. So that's basically our ground rules. And we can post those in the notes, right? Yeah, 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 we sure did. So, um, yeah, thank you. Yeah, we'll d- you'll have to text it to me. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, Brad, it's been it ain't over. But but I wanted you to come on the show to kind of share. I mean, we just had a great celebration. So for at least it's the first time oh, I've absolutely. been a part of. Uh, all the Banner Brothers from all these different groups came together, gave testimony of what God has done in their lives. I didn't know 90% of them, but I knew my guys. And and to see them step up in, into roles of influence and, and blessing in people's lives, I mean, it's only going to get better from here. And to be able to invite my son into that environment and say, you see what's going on here? This is legit. This is real. This is what really is going on in men's heads and in their hearts and what good God is up to. And it was an honor to be there. It was. To hear the stories. It's really the stories. It's all about the stories in men's yeah. lives and walking down the road with Jesus going the same direction. Yeah. Yeah. And so, no, there wasn't a devotional. There wasn't a, there wasn't a, there wasn't a preaching moment. You know, hey, let me just preach it all, you guys. Thanks for coming out and giving me dogs and let me preach at you for an hour. It was every man had an opportunity that wanted to to say this is what God has done in my life and there is power I love that uh, verse that says um uh, they overcame them by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. And we were overcoming Friday night by the word of their testimony over and over and over again to the point at the end, one guy kind of came forward and said, guys, I have to be honest. I'm not a part of any of this stuff. And I go to church and I play the role and I do the thing. But I guarantee, I'm telling you right now, I'm a, I'm a closet al- al- alcoholic and nobody knows about it. And man, he had 60 men gather around him and put pour their strength into him and pray for him and that man's going to be free. Absolutely. And and so anyway, thank you for coming on, Brad. Absolutely, man. Appreciate you having me. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. If you want more information on The Kindling Fire, go to our website, thekindlingfire.com. There you can learn how you can join the Fire Starters. That is a community that I'm sending free e-courses, Bible devotionals. We're doing special challenges to really help you guys move towards the dreams that God has placed in you. I'm also on Instagram at The Kindling Fire. And as always, be awesome.